Father, I want to thank you and praise your name. Bless yes. you. The entrance of your head brings light, brings illumination. I pray that this morning you speak a minister, a word unto us, life, line upon line, precept upon precept. Let your people be blessed. Let your people be anointed. May our life change for grace. Great grace and glory come upon us in Jesus' precious name. Somebody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? Amen. Well, the past uh, two Sundays, I started teaching on the, the types of sheep. Types of sheep. And uh, we've been talking about various categories of sheep. Now, anytime that you get born again, now Jesus said that I will build my church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I will build my church. Someone said, I will build my church. So the church belongs to Jesus. That's why the church belongs to Jesus. Now what is the church? The church is the called out ones. People that the Lord touches their hearts and they get saved and God assembles them together. Like when you have a car, every car has got various parts. The human being has got various parts. Together it forms a body. And so the, the, when you also talk about a church, the various parts of the various individuals form what we call a church. Amen. So when we are all put together, we form a church. Glory to God. Now Jesus said, I will build my church. So it means that the builder of the church is Jesus. That's what the builder of the church is Jesus. And the owner of the church is also Jesus. Amen. And that's the reason why when Paul started persecuting the church as Saul in Acts chapter 9, he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It means that anything that you do for the church, you are doing it for or against Jesus. So the church is the body of Christ. Christ is the head and we are rest, the rest of the body. So anytime we talk about the church, don't think about the building. Don't think about the name. You must think about Jesus Christ. Now, all those who come to be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they are known as sheep. And in Psalm 100, verse 3 and 4, the Bible says that we are, his pasture, we are, we are the sheep of his pasture. Amen. He said we are his people. Part B says that knowing that the Lord is good, it is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people. That's what we are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. So we are the people of God and we are the sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. So every Christian is supposed to be a sheep. Now what type of sheep are you supposed to be? You are supposed to be a Christ-like sheep because of the fact that we've been born by the spirit of God. Your nature must be like Christ. Can I have an amen? Your nature must be like Christ. And the Bible says, he that has not the spirit of Christ is none of his. Look for that scripture for me. He that has not the spirit of Christ. That means that anybody who has to belong to Jesus must have the spirit of Christ. You see, every child resembles his parents. When you take a child, either genotypically or phenotypically, you see that there's a resemblance. When you take that child, when you go to the embassy to ascertain that some, this is somebody's child, they do a DNA test. And when they do a DNA test, you can find something about the parent in the child. So if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then there must be something about Jesus in your life. So if you're a Christian and there's nothing that smells of Jesus in your life, then there's a question mark. Can I have an amen? amen. And so when we become sheep, God... Christ is our great shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. And he wants all of us, I mean, to become sheep. And we, the Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture. Now, when you become a Christian, you've got to grow and develop. That's why they grow and develop. That's why in, in 1 Peter 2, 2, it says that as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That means that by the word, you must grow. And when you see babies, you see that initially, the babies don't really look like their parents very much. But the more they stay with the, the parents and the more they eat, they drink milk and you see that they are changing. And so you begin to see the father's face or the mother's face in the child. So in the same way too, when you come to church, we accept you the way you are. 
You came in maybe as a thief. You came in as a robber. You came in with all kinds of baggages. But when you come into the church, after some time, we must see a change in your life. By the word of God, that you are changing not into a greater form of the devil, but you are changing into the form of Christ. Are you following me? That's why in Romans, go back to the scripture that you just put up over there before. In Romans, the Bible says that, but you are not in the flesh. So the moment you get, you come into Christ, you are born by the Spirit of God, so you are no more in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So when you get born again, you have to have the Spirit of Christ in you. And the Spirit of Christ now makes you bear a Christ-like life. Where you talk like Christ. See, the, when somebody say, we say somebody is a Christian, yeah, the early Christians, the name Christian was a nickname given to them because of the fact that they acted like Christ. They talked like Christ. They behaved like Christ. So when you become a Christian, your greatest motivation and uh, your, the goal of your life must be to be like Jesus. And if you don't become like Jesus, you are not going to go to heaven. And I want you to know that you don't have to pass through the church and go to hell. And you don't have to just church becoming a Christianity is not a cosmetic decoration. It is a reality. And you must consciously decide to become a change person. And I believe in Luke chapter 9, he says, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. I think verse 23. Take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Yeah. Jesus said, if any man, if any woman will come after me, let him deny himself. To deny yourself means what? To forego certain things. Forego your pleasure. Forego your anger. Forego a certain kind of behavior that no, under normal circumstances, this is how I'm going to behave. But because I am in Christ, I've got to deny myself of this kind of behavior and take up his cross daily. Not on Sundays. Not when I want. But daily take up his cross and follow me. So if there's anybody who hasn't taken up his cross, you are not a follower of Jesus. That's the reason why the symbol of Christianity is the cross. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, there are different types of sheep. You see, just like there are different types of children. You know, some children resemble their parents, and some too they don't resemble their parents. The resemblance is not just talking about uh, uh, just a phenotypic one where you see that the child's head looks like the father's head. But we are talking about a behavior, a certain attitude. So you see that somebody said, Me bow you on Samikra. Or somebody say, Ah, mommy, we bow you on self. Adentia, ni subani a difference. Amen. The subai is different. Ni su anybody. The behavior is different. The attitude is different. So you must be somebody who resembles Jesus Christ. And so there are different types of sheep. We've got what we call the Christ-like sheep. Someone say the Christ-like sheep. And the Christ-like sheep is the one who is growing up in the things of God. There's a progressive growth in the, the life of the person by biblically, by the, the way the person talks, by the way the person behaves, by the way the person prays. You can see that this person on a daily basis is growing. If you've got a child and Day after week after week, month after month, year after month, you don't see a real qualitative and quantitative growth in the child. It will call for an alarm. You say, what is going on? In the same way to God is alarmed when we, we, are, we are not growing. Amen. Amen. Now the Christ-like sheep is Jesus-like in character and in general disposition. Even though he may not be perfect. Eh? But through a a life of progressive yielding to God, he becomes more and more like Jesus Christ. And last time, I told you that there are different types. The, the characteristics of the Christ-like sheep is that, number one, the Christ-like sheep is contented. He's contented. You know, he's righteous, lives a righteous life. Number two, he's 
trust him. A Christ-like sheep. A sheep. If you look at sheep, sheep always trust their, uh, uh, the shepherd. Children. You see, children always trust their parents. And that is how when you are in the church and your, you, you are, your, 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 your pastor is your shepherd and you must be trusting. Yeah. You see, the most heart-rending thing is for you to have somebody that you think you love who doesn't trust you. Yeah. Then you better, listen, if you don't trust somebody, don't get close to him. Period. Never marry a man you don't trust. Never give your heart to somebody you don't trust. Say, hey, this man, hey, how about if in the night he'll do this to me? Oh, I think he's this way. I, I think he's a thief. Oh. I think he's a thief. Or oh, if I have heard he's a thief. Why do you want to stay in the same house with the thief? Why do you want to? So, so if you don't trust a person, just tell the person. See, when a man proposes to you and you don't trust, they say, well, I, I don't think this way. I don't think I try. I think I take it. Yes. So if you, you want to be a Christ-like sheep, then it means that you must be trusting. That means that the shepherd, and listen to me, for every, for in the body of Christ, God puts people in what we call sheepfold. Just like when you are born, you are all, everybody in this world is born into a family. So you are also born into a spiritual family called a spiritual sheepfold. So I say spiritual sheepfold. And within the sheepfold, God is pastoring the people through somebody that he has delegated on his behalf called the pastor. So honoring him means honoring God. Dishonoring him means dishonoring God. Accepting him, accepting God. Because you can't, God will not come down and say, my son, my daughter, or whatever, but God will be directing your life through him. That's why he said in Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give unto you pastors after my heart who shall feed you. No, I wrote the scripture, you didn't write. You are looking at my face. When you come to church, take a Bible. Listen to me. Look at me. I'm your pastor. I've been born again since 1979. Sorry, 77. This is my 43 years. I'm, last 27 July, I became 43 years in the faith. Every time I write notes, even when my pastors, everywhere I go to, I take notes, I write notes. When my pastors are even preaching, I write notes. Your mind is not computer. So when you come to church, and computers even crash. So when you come to church, take now, humble yourself, write notes. Even if you don't know, just try to write something. At least the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you, when you come to church, we are training you. We want you to grow up. It is not an assistant place. not story. It is not magical something. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's not magic. It's not magic. Some of you are the ones who have spoiled the church. So pastor, show something. Pastor, do something. Do some concert. We will not do no concert. We will teach you the word of God. And you must decide to grow up. Amen. Yeah. Tell somebody, grow up. Yeah. yeah. It's important to grow up. So, you must, a Christ-like sheep must be what? Trusting. Amen. Yeah. And then also must be mild. Tell somebody, be mild. Yeah. You know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is gentleness. There must be a sense of gentleness. Romans 8, 14. As many as are led or ruled by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, the children of God must be what? Gentle, ruled by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So to be mild means what? To be gentle, to be spirit-ruled. To be spirit-ruled. And not allow your carnal desires of the flesh to dictate to you. Hallelujah. Then he must be tender. Tender means caring. Hallelujah. He must also be uh, tender means caring. Doesn't disrespect people simply because they are not in his class. In the church, there's nothing like we are, me, I'm in this class. I'm a high class person. Any church where there are cliques, eh, that, that, that clique is an evil thing. Yeah. How can they, you have a family and this one, Wekuyami. In family groups, Wekuyami. The guys will say Wekuyami. So if you don't have, we are the ones who have, we are the halves, the, the halves and the half nots. The beauty queens and the not beauty queens. The what and God. No. All of us together will form the body of Christ. And we must learn to love and accept one another. Your amen was weak. Your amen has gone on admission. Hallelujah. Yeah. You must be 
also gracious. To be gracious means to be kind-hearted and charitable. You must also be patient. Patient means waiting for your right time where God will bless you. Where God, listen, today is somebody's turn, but tomorrow will be your turn. <laughs> Are you following me? Even churches, by the grace of God, as I've lived for this period of time, I've seen churches that earlier on used to be booming and everybody, hey, hey, hey. Then after some time, God touches and raises another church that comes out and springs forth and is doing very well. And churches that you never heard of. And that's the reason why when to, today, today, maybe you, you may not see that your life being some, uh, at a certain position, but God is also going to raise you up. Bible says, in God's own time, he makes all things beautiful. May the Lord do it for you. Amen. 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 I see very soon you are coming to church and you are driving your own four-wheel drive. And then you can point to your own house when they bring the electricity bill and the water bill, your name is on it. Oh, your amen is like, yeah. Yeah. And everybody, any, anybody who is here, who, is, who has a house or a car or whatever, the once at point of time didn't have thing. They have nothing but the grace of God. And that same grace that worked on their life, that same grace will also work for you. And that's the reason why, and it's all don't look down on yourself. Else the devil look down on you and you cannot achieve anything. And you too, when you have, don't also do your shoulders like this and say, who are you? What are you wearing? Whatever. Who are you wearing? No, no. Who are you, Le? No, 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 no. Respect every man being. At least the school that I attended, one thing they put in me, we have a motto, dignitati hominum, the dignity of man. Respect every human being. You don't know who will help you tomorrow. Never pull down anybody. Never become a stumbling block for anybody. Never malign anybody. Amen. Amen. Even if you don't understand them. Even if you don't, if you don't like them. Tomorrow they will be a, a great help to you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I sometimes hear some people talk about hey, Nigerians are this and this and that. They are some, one of the most wonderful human beings on earth. Yeah. Yes. I've been helped a lot by Nigerians. Yes. Not in this country. But outside the country, I've met them wonderful people. So don't become prejudiced. Is that right? That somebody says something about somebody or a situation, then you have not had that experience with them. But the moment you see them, say, hey, these people from this tribe. Hey, this person. Oh, this person. No. A Christian doesn't do that. A Christian doesn't do that. Then, so the... The, the Christ, the sheep that God wants us to become like is known as a Christ-like sheep. It's also the Christ-like sheep. Now, if you don't become a Christ-like sheep, then you can become what we call a bastard sheep. A bastard is somebody who, who cannot really pinpoint to who his father is. And the, the truth is that some people don't know who their father is. And even some women don't know who the father of their child is. Yeah. Because in between... Within one week, they slept with different men. And the child doesn't resemble any of the men. The child resembles them. So they are confused. You say, who is your father? Then they look at the one who they think that has money or is looking handsome or come from a good home. They say, What a shock. Then there's a solitary sheep. The solitary sheep, who are the, they are the people who isolate themselves from the rest of the church. For one reason or another. Is that right? Yeah. They always complain about others and they consider the behavior of others irritable. And so when they come, they isolate themselves. But you see, sheep must always move in a flock. So you must be part of the flock. Then there's also the fourth one, the hermit sheep. Hermit is spelled H-E-R-M-I-T. Hermit. And hermit sheep, the, the one who makes separatism a lifestyle. They separate themselves. Hermit crab, example, a hermit crab, they move out, they go and hide themselves in some shell. Then the next moment they move out and they go and hide into another shell. You know, and they easily are people who are easily, who easily get offended. They don't want to be corrected when they go wrong. And they take offense when they are corrected. Oftentimes they are blinded and deaf to the correction 
and admonition of the word of God. Then we have what we call the wandering sheep. Someone say the wandering sheep. Ezekiel 34 says, he said, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every hill. And yes, my flock was scattered upon the face of the earth and none did search or seek after them. Now what's a wandering sheep? The wandering sheep is a typical discontented Christian who has a penchant for moving from one church to the other regularly. So wandering means that to wander, not to wander, wander, W-A-N-D-E-R, to wander. That means to move from place to place, a wandering. And God created us so that we'll be in flocks. Are you getting me? That we'll be together. To, we, to, we should be together. So it is not right that today you are here. I've heard some prophet is doing this. Hey, I'm there. I've heard somebody's raising 24 dead. You are there. But what do you want in life? I said, what do you want in life? God created your mother. Listen, no matter how your mother is, your mother is your mother. Your father is your father. In the wisdom of God, God decided for your mother to be your mother and your father to be your father. And not your uncle or somebody anywhere. And never think that somebody somewhere else will love you better. You can go and join them. You can go and join your uncle's house, your auntie's house, but they cannot love you as much as your own father or your mother will love you. Amen. And even like churches, listen, you can go to a church. If you didn't start with them, if you have not been with them or whatever, they will like you. Oh, every church, you want people to come. They will like your offerings. They will like your tithe. Let something happen to you in reality. Then you know whether you really belong to them or not. Some of you, you've got the telephone for numbers of your pastors or whatever. You go out there and say, you have heard, I've heard of some, you wander around. I've heard of some man of God somewhere, some prophet somewhere. Do you have, even if you have his number, you call him, you mind you. I said, even when you have his number, you call him. But most of them, they don't even give you a number. They said, talk to my PA. Yeah. And the PA too has a PA. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Levels. One day, I was dealing with a certain man of God. And then, just for protocol's sake, I, I was, you know, just, oh, the PA. So I sent somebody to deal with the PA. The PA referred him to his PA. And his referred PA, sec the, the second PA in line, will not even pick him, his call and mind him. So I told him, you see, when you have access to your pastor, appreciate it. When something will come at you, now for telephone, or for telephone, now for software, or just to bomb by a mouth. But some of the place, when you go, you are calling the person, you look at the so what God has given to you, learn to appreciate it. Don't wander around. There's a wandering ship. Amen. Well, you are not clapping your hands. You don't like my preaching. Well, I didn't, I didn't come to preach for you to like it. I'm a servant of the Lord. Amen. I was telling somebody that by the grace of God, when you hit 50 years, eh, and you are a servant of God, you preach. What you have to declare, you are declaring. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm preaching the word of God to you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So these sheep are not committed to one local church. If you are a sheep, you must be committed to one local church. That's what, be committed to one local church. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Then we have what we call the Judah sheep. So it's a Judah sheep. Yeah. In John 18, 2, the Bible says that Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oftentimes resorted there with his disciples. Judas, the Judas sheep is a sheep that is close to the pastor. Knows where the pastor stays. Knows what the pastor likes to eat. In fact, works with the pastor. Are you here with me? He's close to the pastor. He has a position in the church, but he's not content. And the devil can enter Judas and use him. Listen to me. If you, when you join the church of Jesus Christ, you get born again, and you don't grow. You see, everybody in this world, we are being used by two forces. Either you are being used by the Spirit of God, or you are used by the devil. Are you here with me? Yeah. No matter who you are, including pastors, bishops, whatever, you are either going to be used by God, 
or you are going to be used by the devil at every point in time. See, Simon Peter was the one who said, Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The same Simon Peter, eh, in, in Matthew chapter 16, in the verse uh, 23, eh, when Jesus said, thou art Peter, in the verse 23, the same person, Jesus, he was trying to uh, stop Jesus from going to the cross. So Jesus turned to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense for me. Same Peter. Who was close to Jesus? How many of you have seen Jesus before? But Peter had eaten with Jesus. Peter was the only person that's recorded in history. The only person who has worked on water. Have you worked on water before? And yet he was the one who was an offense to Jesus Christ. And Satan had entered into him. So Satan can enter into everybody. Including you. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah, Satan enters into everybody. And he said, Pastor, what are you talking about? Look at Luke chapter 22. <laughs> Verse 3. He says that, And then Satan entered into Judah's surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Satan entered into him. Now, why did Satan enter into him? Start from the verse 2. Let's read from 2. Luke chapter 22, verse 2 to 6. Luke 22. We are changing the church. Oh. Yeah. When you come, you think, I don't, I don't like this type of thing. Then you go to another place. Because I want to have people who are prepared and become real Christians. Not people who just come and... It's not about numbers. It is about being serious and committed. That one day I come and say, Lord, you gave me this disciple. I trained this person and he also became a disciple of disciples and his life reflected like you. Yeah. And Bible says, and the chief priests and the scribes, watch it, you see, the chief priests and the scribes, they were the people who didn't like Jesus. And you must always understand that the devil doesn't like Jesus. The devil doesn't like God. And so anybody who is trying to serve God, the devil is after you. The devil wants to stop you. Are you getting me? It's like NDC MPP. NDC will always want to stop MPP. MPP always want to stop by any means. So by any means, Satan will want to end. I want you to know, if you don't know today, Satan wants you dead. He wants you destroyed. He said, what are you talking about? John 10, 10. He comes not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his agenda for your life. That is why you must be prayerful. That is why you don't come and play church. And have you heard that today somebody is alive, the next day is dead? You don't know when you are going. So you better be serious. I say you better be serious. And this word I'm preaching to you is a life-saving message. Can I have an amen? Yes, I'm preaching to you. The devil doesn't like, the de listen to me, Satan will want to use anybody. You see, the moment you don't grow up, eh, Satan will enter into you, let your character degenerate. He will enter into you and use you for his works and eventually he will use you like a sandpaper. The carpenters understand sandpaper. You become like toilet tissue. Clean yourself and then it's thrown away. You shouldn't be like that. So the Bible says that, let's go to the Luke chapter 22, verse 2. Devil didn't like Jesus. And the chief priests and the scribes, they sought how they might kill him. For they feared the people. You see, they knew how Jesus was performing miracles and go. And so, they were not comfortable because they knew that people would rise against him. But they didn't like Jesus. If they didn't like Jesus, these were the agents of the devil who didn't like Jesus, then the agents of the devil also don't like you. So what did they do? Verse 3. The Bible says that Satan entered, in order to get Jesus, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was a finance minister. Who will you choose as a finance minister? Your trusted person. A 
trusted person is the one you choose. That's our that's the reason why our president chose somebody he trusts. Because you could hey treasure. Verse 4. And when Satan entered into him, he went his way and communed with the chief priests and the captains how he might what betray him, Jesus, unto them. So the moment Satan entered into him, he started doing the bidding of Satan. Upon some road, upon some diawatro, ne dia ne peno and abeye. Anything any say upon some road, no road say oh road by what you see, by what you hear, by what you feel. We feel you know. You're hearing, no. That's why they say, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And then verse five. And Bible said that they were glad and covenanted to give him what? Money. Anytime, listen to me, when Satan wants to use you, he can get you through material things. When Balaam, Balak realized that he couldn't destroy people of Israel, he contracted Balak, a false prophet, eh, who would speak a curse against Israel. And they, they took what we call a diviner's money. To go and give to him so that once he gets the money, then it becomes a point of contact for him to speak against you. Anybody that you are here, that they are selling you, and they've gone to give some money for you to be cursed, may it be reversed in Jesus' name. Look, even the amen, you couldn't even say it. As you are sitting here, you don't know, say at all. You don't know. Listen to me. I'm a prophet. There are times I'm, I just talk. Me, I talk casually. But those who know me will know that in my casual talking, it is a spiritual thing. Yeah. I won't come and say, oh, that's the Lord. You see, everybody, you see, when you see footballers, but you take someone like Ronaldinho, he's playing and he's smiling and all those things with ease, but he's prophesying. So sometimes, listen to me, in my conversation with you, I can be advising you, and it's like I'm talking, it's a normal something. But take it that a prophet of God is talking to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Take it. I can be giving simple advice. Or don't do this. I can even say, don't you think this, 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 this. It's not straightforward. But if you're a wise person, and you see that this person is a spiritual person, you will take it. Yeah. You will take it. Hallelujah. Amen. So anybody, listen to me. Satan... Which witchcraft, eh? It never works until the exchanges. You will never get land until the land has been bought. Money, some exchanges are take play, taking place. So before the enemy will get you, there must be exchanges. So before the enemy could get Jesus, there had to be an exchange. And they, they, they used Judas and gave him money. That is why when they gave him the money, they were glad. And they covenant, he said they covenanted to give him money. And that was 30 pieces of silver. And after that, what happened? Verse 6. He promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. The moment he took the money, so you don't know who has taken money. Where somebody has gone to eat? There are times in Kofobi, you come, I'm going to come to the house, Jollof rice. Oh, they have forgotten anything except metano. They give him a shirt. He's going to sell somebody who has helped him for years. They give him, they give him. Every betrayer goes with something. So be careful when people are giving you things. Because it will soften your heart. And, and if you are not spiritual enough, it will buy your allegiance and take you away from God and give you, make you, uh, uh, get you the wrong way. Yes. Yeah. Are you here with me? Yeah. Am I teaching you something here? Yeah. In Acts chapter 5, verse 3, Bible says that Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? So Satan can fill your heart with something. Satan can fill your heart with wickedness. He can fill your heart with murder. He can fill your heart with some evil thing. Do you know that Satan can fill the heart of some women 
When they are angry with their husband, they think that my husband has gone there. They cut the man's mouth. Satan can feel the heart and then they go and pour acid on somebody. Every wickedness is from Satan. Every betrayal is from Satan. Are you here with me? May any wickedness set against you may be diverted in Jesus' name. Oh, 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 you want it? That's why you didn't say amen. Amen. Oh, 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 you didn't understand what I'm saying? Oh, you don't know that there's a wickedness against you? I pray that God will open your eyes. This afternoon, come to the, uh, the family uh, 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 gathering service. I pray that God will open your eyes. If God is to open your eyes, eh? Some of you, even in the night, you won't sleep. If you know what goes on around you and the things that are trying to visit you and to destroy your life and your family. That is why when you, some of you, the moment you enter into, see, we pray some prayers, when you enter into church, you see that the things that were chasing you, they begin to run away. Yeah. Bishop, he had a nephew. He said all kinds of uh, 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 flies and bees and all those things. He said, call the guy, say, come and sit in my car and let them come. And those kind of dreams. And truly, they went away. When you get around the presence of God, demons have to flee. Demons have to flee. I might teach you something here. So, the Judah sheep eh, is a sheep that has allowed the devil to fill their heart with something. And who is the Judah sheep here? The Judah sheep is normally a strong, noisy opinion leader who gathers others in secret rebellion against the pastor. They are self-deceived on a mission of deceiving others. Eh? Yeah, Judas is self-deceived and he wants to deceive others. The Judas sheep may always have us opposing views from that of the pastor. He have us opposing view. So whatever the pastor has, oh, let's do this. Oh, why are they doing this? Why are they preaching like this? Why are they that? He always has opposing views from that of the pastor. They are always slandering the leader to their friends or outsiders, like Jesus, Judas this. Judas, was it not Judas who went and saw Jesus? And he said, I know where. You see, the people even didn't know where Jesus goes to hide, to pray. He was the one who led them there. And they didn't even know who Jesus was, even though they didn't like him. He said, the one that I give him a kiss. Be careful when something looks like an affection for you. Not everybody who smiles with you loves you. Yeah. Uh, when, you are, when you are young, you have not experienced a lot of things. That's when, when you see every smile as love. <laughs> you see every smile. Oh, I love you. I was in a church. I visited a pastor friend. The, the guy who did the MC that day. Pastor, we love you. Tell us something. I said, hey, Charlie, my, this is my friend. He's blessed, Paolo. The moment he finished, he went out there. He had some orangus. People there the, who were plotting against the pastor. Look, I will visit this pastor. This guy will come to the pastor's house. Say nice things. Sometimes we even bring the pastor gift, not knowing. In the midst of that, he was, Satan was using him. So over the years, I have seen that people can smile. Sometimes your in-laws can smile with you. It's no smile. Hello, Aso. Hey, Aso. The moment you say, Shannon, who be? Shabay, maybe. Shabay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is why the only person you can trust and you must believe in and lean on must be your God. The person who likes you today and is singing your praise today, tomorrow can be your worst enemy. Jesus. Why don't the same person say, Hosanna, Hosanna. That's why say, crucify him. Never give your heart to men. Don't dislike them. But let your faith and confidence be in God. Amen. 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 And that's why the Bible says, blessed is the one who puts his trust in the Lord. 
It's better to trust the Lord than to trust in princes. That's why your trust should not be in MPP and NDC. Don't die during this <laughs> politics time. And some people are more NDC, or ND, uh, NDC more than God-oriented. They'll fight for their party more than fighting for God. But Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. And the fight of faith is when you fight for the kingdom. When you live for God. You bring souls to God. You want to serve him in spirit and in truth. Can I have an amen? amen. Am I preaching here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Judah sheep is unruly, unsavory, wicked, uncaring. And then we have the goat sheep. Matthew 25, 32 to 33. Maybe I may have to end on this today. Because uh, the way I want to, there's a, another type of sheep that I am not getting there. I don't know why, but I'll get there. That's what I will, I will get there. The gold type of sheep, Matthew chapter 25, 32. He said, and before him, listen, this is a very important type of sheep. Before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them. All nations, what? He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. So it's a sheep from goats. Then 33, what does he say? And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So which side are you going to go? Left or right? Okay, maybe so for you. Amen. So in a church, there's a group of Christians who are genuinely born again, but they have refused to grow in character. Such Christians develop and they degenerate. They, have a, they develop a degenerate character and makes them go sheep. They are wild. They are rebellious, uncontrollable, bad-tempered, disloyal, treacherous. When they open their mouth. <laughs> President Rowling says, uh, he talks about some type of, do, do, is it go to bite or she would that bite? Yeah, bite. <laughs> Verse 41, look at it. 41. And, they, and then shall he say also unto them on the left. Who are those on the left? The goats. Depart from me, you heart, cast into everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his what? Angels. So if you do not become, you don't develop to become a Christ-like sheep, and you stay in the goat state to become rebellious against the word of God, this will be your portion. I didn't say it. These are the words of Jesus. Depart from me. You cast in, into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, we are talking about new beginnings. As we have come, this is second half. That we, we are like playing a football match. We went for a lockdown. And when you are playing a football match and you go on halftime, during the halftime recess, you rethink, how did I play the first match? What were my mistakes? And you correct. You don't take the first the mistakes in the first half and bring them. They say you are a fool. You lose the match. But if you want to win the match, even when you have scored three goals down, you can come and equalize and win because you change your strategy. And I believe that God wants us to change our strategy and become Christ-like sheep and not a bastard sheep, not a solitary sheep, not the hermit sheep, not the wandering sheep. Not the gold sheep, but Christ-like. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. So we'll continue the type of sheep. Amen. But pray that God make me a Christ-like sheep. For me, yeah.
Lord, use me for what you are. You see, every sheep eh, follows the voice of the shepherd and becomes like the shepherd. You want to get, say, Lord, change me. You yourself, you know that there are things in your life you want to change. You want to say, Lord, many of us ask yourself, if Jesus were to come today, are you very sure that you go with him? So you want to come before the Lord and say, Lord, touch my life, change me, use me. For me, yeah. in my life. Beginnings that honor your life. Let the words of my mouth, and somebody said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. Lord, let my life bring pleasure to you. Lord, when you look at me, may you be happy with me. May I not be that child that when you, when you hear about me, you are not happy. From today, let my life give pleasure unto you. Touch me with your life. Touch me. Talk to God right now. Touch. Talk to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. Touch me. Oh, Jesus. Jesus.
His presence is brooding over us. May the Lord touch you. May the Lord change things in your life. Change things in your home. Change things in your business. He's a game changer. May he change things in your life from today. In the precious name of Jesus. He's a way maker. May he make a way for you. Oh, Marasike Arabasor Wahayama. Lady Walasi Aramos Yarababa. Ah, Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus? Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Lift your hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want Jesus to come to you? You want your sins to be forgiven? You want your sins to be forgiven? You want Jesus to come into your life? Raise your right hand and I want you to come forward to me quickly. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, quickly. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to repent. Today is the 7th of August. God wants to prepare something in your life. Just walk to me right now. In the precious name of Jesus. Is this? Is today's, today's the ninth? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So I, I knew I had to say something. Come on, come to Jesus. Can you lift your hand unto God? And I wanted to pray this prayer after me. The way to ask somebody to visit you is to invite him. And I want you to pray and say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Let's all join them with our hands lifted up and say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Come and stay in my heart. Come and stay in my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Be my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Turn my back to the world. I turn my back to the world. And to sin. And to sin. And I embrace you. And I embrace you. As my King. As my King. My Lord. My Lord. My Master. My Master. My savior. my savior. From today, from today, I dedicate to you, I dedicate to you my whole being, my whole spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Amen. 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 I want to pray with you, Father. Thank you. Put your hand on your chest, Father. Thank you for these precious ones. I pray that you will touch their hearts. You will fill them with your Holy Spirit, and you will use them in your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Amen. You know what? We love you so much. We've been praying for you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you the more. Yes. And the one you've decided to give your life to, one of you hold on to him and uh, would, would take you to a place, just take down your details so we can keep praying for you. If you don't have any local church you worship with, I recommend this church. I want to be your pastor. Yes. These ones will be your brothers and sisters. And you stay in here, you come with your Bibles, your notebooks, every service. On Wednesday at 7 and Friday at 7. Join us and God's going to bless you so much. Father, bless these ones. Knowing them, use them mightily. Jesus' name, amen.